Go For Side Effects is sponsored by Wild Branch Products. Wild Branch is a truly pure cannabis oil. They make CBD containing 0.00% THC and no carrier oils. Use Wild Branch oils and salves to calm, cool, and soothe your body, leaving you pain-free. I put on the salve. I used the oils. I was able to walk for hours. I believe in this product 100%. Use promo code GWI podcast for 15% off. Use promo code GWI podcast for 15% off. Click the link below. Thank you. Welcome to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon, along with my co-host, John. And Hello, also, how, how are you doing, John? You doing good today? I'm doing well, thank you. You? Doing good. And we have Brian Harkins. <laughs> I'm not going to say it the way we talked earlier. And everything. Who was in, in the Marines, which I'm not going to have anything negative to say because I was in the Navy. But I want to welcome, welcome you, Brian. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. And uh, just for a point of clarification, I was Army, not Marines. I was, uh, <laughs> yeah. so us Army guys stick together with what we, we what we got oh, left. Oh, man, so. I got two Army guys on. Oh, my yeah. gosh. This yeah, I, was, yeah, no, but I had to clarify it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to clarify it. So I'm well, doing good. I hope you guys are doing well. Do, doing good. All right. So let's <clears> talk about the dates you were in. And where, where you were stationed at and where you were at during Iraq? So I was in in January um, when, when I went from Desert Shield uh, to Desert Storm. Got back about June. Um, you know, obviously the 100-hour war certainly helped. And I was in military police, um, MOS, so we were everywhere. We did area POWs, area security. We were clearing, you know, areas out. So we were all over the place. We had guys up in Iraq. We had some in Kuwait. We had some in Saudi Arabia. So it depends on what the mission of the day was. We were all over the place. So you wouldn't just be stationed in one area. We were out everywhere. We were out on patrols. Um, so we pretty much hit all the main areas. And the big city I was near was Hafer Albertine. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Uh, it's been a long time. But that was our primary area that, that we patrolled. Well, let, let, let me ask you this. So your time over there as an MP, how many people did you arrest? Uh, we didn't arrest anybody. Oh well, that sucks, man. We were out in the middle. <laughs> we were out in the middle of the desert, so. Um, you didn't arrest any sailors. No, no, we knew better. Okay, I was just making sure. <laughs> I was just making sure. You know, it wasn't one of my guys. I know a couple. Well, you know, at least one guy was arrested while we were out. There. Really? Yeah. He probably had. He probably earned it then. Um, well, what he did is he, he hopped the fence and went and knocked. On like one of the embassies or one of the princess's door or princess or prince prince whatever the heck knocked on the door and ran away because he was drunk. He just wanted to see if he could get a freaking way with it. <laughs> I'm guessing he didn't. No. Alrighty. No. 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 He didn't get away bad with move. it at all. <laughs> bad move. So I, I I know you know like yesterday when me you were talking before you came on the show we were talking about exhibiting problems and having issues that you're going through. Do you mind talking about some of them of what you're going through? No. So my issues didn't start. I I was in I got back when I was 20 years old. Um, my issues didn't start until I was 30. And I noticed that the fatigue, the shortness of breath. And, you know, you're 30 years old. You're like, oh, welcome to age 30. You know, I work in a violent profession. Um, so you blame it on everything else. Oh, I'm stressed. I'm tired and everything else. Um, my issues with post-traumatic stress started in the Gulf War. Um, an eight-year-old kid stepped in a landmine. He came into our camp and we, we dealt with that. So my PTSD started there, the fatigue. Um, the number one thing is the fatigue, memory loss. I have to write it down. I can't remember anything. Um, I can't go, literally, I could probably not even tell you what I did on Sunday uh, without having to write something down. So, you know, at 30 years old, you really shouldn't be having memory issues. Joints ached. Um, and of course, 
you know, you developed a joint pain. You're like, well, you know, I, I'm, I work a violent job. So it's just wrist pain from being, you know, from what I do for a living I'm as a firefighter paramedic. So, um, so you attribute to everything else, the fatigue, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, my eyes would just be burning. Like it was almost like when the sand got in your eyes back in the day, you just kind of relive in that pain. So, you know, if you get caught without the goggles, you know, so I'd just be waking up in the middle of the night. I'd have to get up out of bed and flush my eyes just to stop the burning. No random reason, no cause. I wasn't in a fire. I wasn't just in bed sleeping. So those are the big things. Um, you know, the stress level is high, you know, dental work at an early age issues. It just really shouldn't be happening at 30 years old. And I've been dealing with it for a while. The uh, stomach issues that I, I believe most of us probably have. Um, TMI, I'm sure, but, you know, normal bowel movements are just not a thing for me. And I'm sure they're probably not for most of us. Every day that comes back has issues. So the list goes on and on. And, and as I read the list of issues that most of us have, I, I check most of the boxes off. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, to, to me that I think that's that's the problem is, you know, is I, I think every time that I take a step, it, it reminds me of the Gulf War now because my feet hurt so bad. And mm. it, it's like, uh, luckily, I got an appointment Monday coming up at the VA. I, I don't, we're going to get into that in just a second. So I'm hoping the neurologist has got some new answers for me, but I doubt it. But what has your experience been with like the VA? Well, they initially, oh, you don't have Gulf War. So they actually make you not want to go back because you're like, oh, it's just a pure coincidence that at 30 years old, my health goes to down the toilet. It's just a coincidence that 350,000 of us all have similar but different in their own little way issues, pure coincidence, right? Like we're all in the same area. We all have the same issues. You know, most of us want to be healthy. I don't want to be living with this. You don't want to wake up with foot pain that, that you know, keeps you from living the life that you want to live. Um, I think we would all prefer to be healthy and not go for this, this super important V8, you know, 10% disability. I think we'd rather be healthy. And I think when they try to put us all into the same category that we're just trying to scam the system, I think it gets annoying. So I did not get met with open arms. It kind of scared me off a little bit. And I really, as I told you yesterday, I really just haven't gone back for disability because that wasn't about that. You know, I just want them to acknowledge and it took them how many years to finally acknowledge, well, there might be something. Yeah. Well, you know, why do you keep denying it? And, you know, the Vietnam vets and Agent Orange and there's always something. Yeah, the, the acknowledgement is the part I think a lot of us struggle with. I had a recent conversation with a fellow vet, and they were uh, they were very adamant, as you are, Brian. It's it's it gets very frustrating, and uh, and it's it's not it's not about. I mean, everybody has what it, what's important to them and what's not important to them. But some people, I, it's it's equal, I think it's equally across the board. None of us are the type of people that it's 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 not to we're not. We're not looking for uh, sympathy. We're not some of it. I mean, we're not necessarily looking for any of the monies or any of that. The acknowledgement, as you just phrased it, and it's it. Good luck. It's it's a tough it's a tough road, and um, you know to, to accept that in itself is very very difficult. You know because I've been told you know um, you got to accept it for what it is, and. Um, I've used a comment. I don't have a switch to just shut off and accept it. I don't want to accept it. Living with it and trying to try and deal with it is one thing. Is it accepted in my mind? Well, you don't have a choice. I mean, it's it, it is what it is. You just try to move through life with it. You know, it's extraordinarily difficult at times. Sometimes worse than others, as I'm sure you very well know. Right. So, well, the problem is, is typical of the military, right? They, you know, I, I heard a quote years ago. They teach you to kill, kill, kill. And then, by the way, you discharge, go home. And they huh. don't program. They don't desensitize. They don't, you know, so people come home and they're on high alert. And the number of people killing themselves at VAs, do you think that's a coincidence? If people just don't randomly pick the VA. Oh, I got nothing to do today. I'll just go kill myself with the VA. Because they're suffering and they're miserable. And they just want help. These people aren't asking for anything else other than help. They don't want to live right. with the pain. They don't want to suffer anymore. You know, like Kevin said, you, the foot pain, uh, that's debilitating. You, you can't go for a walk. You can't go for a hike. You can't go for a run. Just basic, simple things in life that you want to do. 
and you can't do it and you're taking that away from people. And that's, that's a problem. And it's a bigger problem when they won't help fix it to get you back on your feet. Um, you know, so you can move on with your life and continue doing what you want to do. That's right. They're, all they're doing is putting a bandaid yeah. on, on the problem. And, and when me and John were talking the other day, John says something that resonated with, I, I, I wholeheartedly, I agree with this. We don't want to be, uh, it, it's like they're, here's your participation trophy. Huh. So we award you this amount. And so uh, I don't want to be awarded. I don't want to be awarded shit. Uh, I mean, be frank with y'all. I don't. I want them to fix what happened. And don't just acknowledge it, but fix it. And, and don't tell me there's not a way to fix this. If you created it, you sure in the hell got a way to fix it. That's how I feel about it. Well, they owe it to you to at least try to make an effort to try to fix it so that you're not, you know, constantly, you know, what, what good is getting a benefit, a disability benefit, if you can't use it, if you can't enjoy it, you know what I mean? So I think we want our health back. We want to live a normal life. You know what I mean? I don't like waking up with my eyes burning in the middle of the night. The slightest bit of smoke touches my eyes and, and I'm a mess. My eyes are I'm gushing tears because I just, my eyes are so sensitive now. Those are the things that I want fixed. I want the joints to be fixed. The fatigue, for the love of God, I was with my kids. Listen, you get eight hours at Disney parks, and I'm done. I can't do it. And other people are going 16 hours, and I'm like, listen, at the eight-hour mark, I'm cooked. I got nothing left in the tank. You know, as I got grandkids coming someday, you know, I'd rather be able to, to go spend 16 hours at the park or 12, not be wiped out at the four-hour mark now. So um, I, I just really want them to acknowledge it, fix it, and let people get on with their lives. And you said something important there, Disney, which I'll never freaking go there again, ever again. But right. my, wife, my, my wife wants to go back to Disney. I said, the only way mm. I could do it is if I had a motorized scooter. That's sad. Think about, Think about that. So, what, so now you're going to be like, listen, here I am. I serve my country. I do what I'm supposed to do. And you have to be in a scooter to get around the park at Disney. Right. You just want the problem fixed so you can enjoy that time. And what that's a problem. And I mean, I don't mean to go on about it, but enough's enough. Like at least get us to help or at least make an effort to try to get us to help and try to fix us so that we can live a normal life again. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree, Brian. Uh, um, yeah. Here again, a uh, conversation recently with a fellow vet. They were they were frustrated because the lack of acknowledgement and there's a and 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 this individual made a comment about i understand there's a lot of um um testing and various things out there to try and that we could go to people and say hey here's here's if you so choose to do here's my body use it as a guinea pig to try and figure out what the problems are my pro are, a lot of us fellow vets not not everybody agrees different different thoughts different views I've already been used as guinea pig. I, I volunteered to join the military. That's my prerogative. And I went in. And now what's happened while I was in the military, and it's not just the Gulf War, whether regardless of where you were deployed to, if you're in a, in a combat environment, not necessarily even a combat environment, we know there's other scenarios involved, but your, your body is not like it was when you went in. And simple acknowledgement, you know, because you did something to us, now undo it or tell us how to undo it. And don't tell me, well, we need, we need to go through and test y'all. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of that, but teach their own. Um, you know, some people, well, maybe do it for your children for the future. So if something happens, a lot of us have children with, with issues that perhaps are undiagnosed or unexplainable. We're like, yeah, uh, okay, but yeah. So yeah, acknowledgement, give us, you know what, you know, we're going into something. Why don't you do a little pre-planning? Okay, well, this is going to be the fix for the men and women when they go in there on the way back. Give them this to undo it, if that's even possible. So. Well, you're looking at the current vaccines now with this whole COVID stuff. So many young people are having issues. They're having heart issues. Kids mm -hmm. in their 18, 19, 20 years old having heart issues coincidence that after we get all our shots we had issues 
And here we are 30 something years later. And it's like, we're repeating the same cycle. Nobody wants to break that cycle. Yeah, right. it's going it's to take us to break the cycle. It's going to take each and every person in the United States <laughs> to come together and say, you know, enough is enough of this shit. And I, I truly believe that. I mean, if we sit back and we keep letting them use us as test dummies, I mean, hell, I mean, I'm going to grow forearms and then, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have another freaking foot, which that probably wouldn't be a bad thing. That, right, right. That, that's some of the best one hurt. But the problem is, is, is that I see is in, in which I talked to fellow, fellow veteran today and which I, I agreed with the statement that was told to me on this is that yes, we, we want treatment. We want to be cured, but some people want a certain amount of percentage and then they're done fighting. And then there's some people that give up. It's, it's like, Oh, look, it, don't give up when you go file. You, you got to keep fighting. You got to go back in there and you got to keep fighting. It isn't what it, it, you're not fighting for a participation trophy. You're fighting for, yeah, the, right. for, for what's yours. Right. It's not, the question was posed to me. If a person were to, you, some people, you know, we want what we have coming to us. Okay. If that happens to be a hundred percent, if we're no longer able to work, if that gets to that point, you're that individual, you're unable to work, you get to 100%, the question was posed, then what? Now what? Okay, some people, whoop, whoop, I got to 100%, but you're like, okay, but that didn't fix the problem. What did that fix? It satisfied, but it didn't fix it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. so. Right, it, 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 it's an acknowledgement. We screwed you up, guys, and here you go. This will make you feel better. I sure in the hell and, ain't gonna make me feel better. And don't use the terminology we awarded you. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I get, I get, I get really ticked off. You didn't award me a damn thing. You know, don't use that terminology with me. How is that an award? You know, it's like winning the Medal of Honor. You didn't win the friggin' Medal of Honor. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? I, yeah, terminology matters, and with what we did, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you I, I, I'm I like, sorry, Kevin, go. No, no, I like the way you just put that. The Medal of Honor isn't something that they just give out. You you earned it. You did something you spectacular. It. Yeah, you didn't win you didn't win it. It's not a competition. It's not a hockey game. You didn't you didn't go out there and score a goal. Um yeah, yeah. you don't just get one of those for showing up. I mean, and every one of them that, that has it is more than earned it and you know should be treated as such. Um you did you know, you, you jog my memory a little bit. And I do remember on your post, looking for people to come on when I responded, somebody did say they didn't want to relive it. And I do remember that, um, thinking about it. And part of me says, well, what are you doing with, if it's still bothering you 30 years later that you can't deal with it, what are you doing with it? Are you sitting at home, stewing in it, not fixing it? And I don't want to give my peer support rant because I'll, I'll keep you guys here for three days. But these problems, a lot of these problems are fixable. And rather than sitting there and being angry and miserable and bitter about it, there's help out there and there's resources. I'll, I'll just keep it at that. And I feel bad that the person doesn't want to relive it when there's ways to fix that. And, it, and it's, you, don't, you don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be sick the rest of your life. There's ways to do it. There's ways to fix pain naturally and holistically. Um, I've, I've gotten away from the Western medicine. You know, you have foot pain. Rather than tell you how to work your nerves and try to strengthen your body, they give you pills. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. There you go, Kevin. Take Alerica, take uh, yeah. Primadone, take uh, Cymbalta. But that's that's one thing I really love, though. When I walk into my primary care and that nurse walks up to me and that nurse is like, how are you doing today? Are you having financial problems? How's your mental health? And I'm like, I'm on Cymbalta because I have nerve pain. Oh, okay, great. They walk out the door. <laughs> right, right. You, you know, I... I, I I mean, like one guy says, the military builds you up to something. When you get out, you're nothing. And a lot of families, and this is where, to, to me, 
why we have such a suicide rate, high suicide rate, and a homeless rate in veterans is because families don't understand. How can we educate families to make them understand? It, it, it's hard, but there's got to be a way. So, <laughs> again, I'll, I'll try not to go off on my little my little thing here, but if I told you that the car I'm sitting in, you know, as I pulled over for this interview, if I told you that my check engine light was on, my oil light was flashing, and my tires were flopping around as I'm driving, what would you tell me to do? I tell you go to uh, take it to a mechanic or take it to a place and get get it checked. No, because I'm a real man, right? I don't get my car checked. I don't need to get the car checked. It's fine, right? You're gonna self advocate, right? You're gonna take you care of yourself, right? So your your car's broken. You're gonna go take it to get fixed, and that doesn't make you a wuss or a wimp. But if I'm like, hey man, like I just saw something awful today, and I'm I'm struggling, you'd be like, okay, just ignore it. I mean, at some point, we gotta fix ourselves, and uh, there's help out there. And until you can acknowledge that it's okay to not be okay, um, one of the biggest baddest guys that I know is a, a Navy SEAL, Master Sergeant, uh, Master Chief. What is it? I don't know the Navy ranks. Master Chief? Yeah. Chief Master. I don't know the Navy ranks. I apologize. Master Chief. Navy SEAL was blown up three separate times. Literally blown up three separate times. And I'm like, this guy here can ask for help. I can ask for help. You know what I mean? So we, we have these issues. There's, there's help out there. There's resources. And it pains me every time I see a veteran kill themselves without reaching out for help or the VA, they kind of give up. No, they said no. So they, they walk away from the VA. Uh, there is help. There's people out there. You know, I didn't marry the first girl I dated. You know what I mean? I'm sure half these people out here listening didn't either. But yet when it comes to therapists and help, if you don't care the first time, you just, you're done. Yeah. So the, the pain, the, the pain that we suffer from, we all understand on previous conversation on this podcast, we all, there, there's a lot of commonalities, but there's some things we understand there's not a fix for. That said, we can make things better. Is it all about popping the pill? We all know that's not the answer. Does it help? Perhaps we have to take care of our, ourselves. And some people might argue the point, you know what? I'm in perfectly shape. My body size and everything is, is, perfect according to so-called doctors, you know, but keep in mind the doctors, I, somebody, I think a, a, a gentleman who hopefully is listening to this, I spoke to him, um, he's an army veteran and he says, well, the, the VA doctors, they don't know um, what they've never heard of Gulf War illness. And I'd say 99.9% .9 or even maybe, Maybe it's 100% if, if they're not familiar with, depending on where you live in this world. Um, it's not the doctor's fault. They weren't taught about this stuff. They don't know what we were exposed to. And to Denise Nichols, she made the comment one time, it's not the doctor's fault. And I don't blame the doctors. And another veteran, I said, do you go into the doctor and do you tell them I was in this Gulf War or do you just kind of give them a little bit? and let them try and figure out, and this individual said, I know I let them figure it out, which I don't think is a bad thing, because if you start going into a spin about, here's where I, here's where I was deployed to, here's what I was exposed to, that's so much of an overload, they're not going to know which direction, all they're going is, oh, this dude's got a whole lot of something going on in his legs, or he's got gut issues. There, there might not be a specific answer, but can we make it better for a while, at, at a minimum? Yes, because I, I know that. And then after a while, that whatever was helping dissipates. Our body adjusts to it, no longer works. So, you know, there's a variety of different things. Some of us, it can help, and others, it's like, nah, okay, a lot of it's some, I shouldn't say a lot of it, because that's, that, that's an assumption. We all have things that bother us from our experiences in the military that aren't good. Um, and there is mental help, but you got to be willing to accept the mental help, you know? But you just, you just said it, right? The, let the, I have an issue. Let the doctors figure it out. Hey, my car is broken. What's wrong with it? I don't know. Figure it out. Well, that's now they get diagnosed and go through it. Or if I say it was making this noise 
and it was coming from here. Now they got a near. Now they can narrow down their search and they can narrow down their focus. And uh-huh. we need to start doing that with our mental health. Hey, my feet really hurt. Versus, hey, find out what hurts. We can really help them narrow it down. And you, going back thirty something years ago, half of these guys probably weren't even old enough to be doctors and didn't know. Right. right. You know? And and again, if if we're not really acknowledging that it exists, how would they know? So they're like, ah, I've heard about it. That nobody's really clarified it. So if you really give them, as a firefighter, we go in with a checklist of things to look for. We get cancer screenings and we have a list. You're looking for these 30 different things. We should maybe be doing that with the Gulf War saying, these are the signs and symptoms. These are what I got. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And let them kind of put the pieces together. Yeah, like a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like somebody posted down here, I'm going to read um, what, what this is, is the fix that they got was 1800 milligrams of gabapentin. <laughs> and, you know, it pretty much and, and keep, keep quiet, which I understand that I was on 2700 milligrams and, and they put me on a, a higher dose of Lyrica. So let me just give everybody a little broad of, of my perspective of every morning I wake up, I cut hair for a living. I'm on my feet. But when I wake up in the morning, every bit of my body shakes so bad that I have to take my medicine, let the shake and calm down, get my wits by each other, get up, get dressed. I drive, drive to work. But the whole time I'm thinking to myself, Hey, it's another day. I can do it. And, and I think a lot of positivity needs to play in a factor because your mind is one of the biggest healers. I mean, you got to eat right. You, you got to take your medications. You got to do, but being positive, reaching out to, to your friends, asking for help is a key thing. You definitely need, I, I, I personally feel you definitely need um, other people's help to try and do it on your own. And this podcast, it, reaching out to other, it's not only just other veterans, if the families of the veterans, because maybe the veteran, they're just like we passed, you know, they feel like they're, 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 there's, there is no hope, but there is hope. And it's us veterans. It doesn't matter what branch. It doesn't matter what your rank was. Um, the only the only branch I can think of, you know, uh, Space Force wasn't wasn't evoked at that time. I mean, this is a new part of the military. So those men and women, you know, probably, and I'm, I I have no idea. But I mean, it's it's veterans helping veterans, and just because we're we're Gulf War veterans doesn't mean that if you're, you know, if, if you're in Iraq or Afghanistan or some other place, more likely than not, you're, you're, you may very well have a service connection, but you have to be willing to take care of yourself and, and give the information to the doctors so they can help you. You don't, they don't know, they can't read your mind and you have to be honest with them. You know, some people like, you know, just want to throw down the pen, I'm done. Well, like Brian said, you got to be willing to help yourself. You know, you got to self-advocate, whatever that means. And it means different things to different people. You know, I forget which one of you said it or alluded to it that they don't know what's out there. So 2015, when my PTSD got the best of me and I had my breakdown, I knew there was stuff out there, but I didn't know how to access it. And I got put into the system as a result of, you know, a call. And then I knew what the system was. And now I've been, you know, working on the other side, trying to help other people. There's stuff out there. Are you guys familiar with breath work? Mm. You ever heard of that? Mm. I, you know, maybe I'll try to get you guys. We'll talk offline about this. This is, so I go through this breath work stuff in November uh, because part of the peer support, I tour facilities. So that if I refer you to there, I can tell you it's neat, it's clean, they're good versus hey, it's a dump and I didn't know and I'm sorry, sent you there. Um, the guy there, again, my memory, this guy ahead of it was like Marine Recon, uh, no, pa, Air Force Pararescue. 
Um, what's that, like four years of training, ridiculous level of, of training they get. And the guy running it, it's called, a, uh, it's called Shatterproof. And this breath work, long story short, I did this session. My arthritis was gone for six months. I did not have pain. Um, and a lot of weird stuff happened. Um, but this stuff works and it's out there for people. Breath work, um, they can rewrote your mind. And I didn't believe it until I did it. So those resources are out there. If people want them, um, I'll give my phone number out to anybody. I could care less. Anybody can call me and ask me about it, and I'll, I'll get them in there. Um, so, so Brian, can, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> no offense, no offense, but it it, it, it maybe it's because I'm Midwestern and you're out Boston. Your accent. Can you tell me again what is it called? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. It's not the first time I've heard this. <laughs> I know we talk fast and we leave out our, our it's called shatter. My, this is my R shatter proof. It's called, it's Thank in um, Deerfield beach, Florida at this place called FHE. And I don't ask me Florida health something. Um, and it's actually a pretty, pretty amazing place and they do work and these people will help. They it's a 30 day program, which is a lot for people. And, and I literally tell people, you can be miserable for the rest of your life, or you can spend 30 days. We were in that war, for crying out loud. We went to war. You can certainly go to a place for 30 days to, to fix your body. And this place is doing amazing things. I saw it myself firsthand. I lived it. Um, and I refer people, uh, including my own uh, daughter at one point. So, um, you know, the, these options are out there. There are people that want to help you, like-minded people, and they provide a great resource for people. They are out there, and I. It pains me uh, when I see people suffering to not get the help that they need and deserve. You freaking deserve it. You go to combat, and I, I'm so sick and tired here in the rear with the gear. Somebody had to make sure you get paid. Somebody had to make sure you get the bullets delivered that you could fire. Somebody had to fix the plane that you flew. Those people are equally as important. These drone pilots who are you know doing what they're doing. You know, they're just as important. The people who wrote your wills are just as important. And if they need help, there's resources out there. We need to start taking care of the people who deserve to be taken care of. And it, it, like I said, it just pains me to see people posting, you know, they're depressed, they're hurt, this, that. And it's like they don't do anything about it. Yeah. You know. And, and down here, Mike uh, answer, asked a question. Why does the VA list presumptive? then whenever a claim is filed, it gets denied. Okay. Is I this can, live me posting on you? And, and, huh? Yeah, it, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, they're posting when, when, when we're live. And Mike, okay. which really, truly is understandable. I don't know if you're trying to file it on your, yourself or if you have somebody else filing for you. But when you file under the presumptives, you need to make sure that you file under the Gulf War presumptives. They're always going to deny you the first time. I want 99.9% .9 of everybody to understand, listen to me. The VA will deny you the first time. Don't stop it there. You go back and you put another claim in. Because I, that's what they do. Deny and they de de deny. Then they'll approve. Why they work it that way, I think it's like they all get together and say, guys, this is what we're going to do this week. All right, every claim comes in, doesn't matter, d deny it until the third time and then approve it. But you also have to make sure you're filing it under the Gulf War. A lot of people go in and file, like, like whenever I first filed chronic fatigue, I filed chronic fatigue just filing chronic fatigue. I didn't know that my VSO officer forgot to put Gulf War. And, and so that made a huge difference. As soon as I filed that, but the tremors, I filed that. It was under neurological, under the Gulf War. The doctor went in and told me, no, it wasn't caused by the Gulf War. Then a second panel came in and said, yes, it was, but at zero percent which I think is BS, but hey, it, but at least they're having a second panel that are coming in, rechecking what these doctors are doing. Yeah, now, now to your point uh, about uh, filing, 
Now, again, I, I've had the pleasure of talking to uh, several veterans. Some, some, to my surprise, I say surprise because I, I mean, I, my patient level isn't just high enough for, um, I didn't do myself enough due diligence, um, beat my head over a uh, uh, table or whatever. When a person is filing this, I would say it's a fair statement that the vast majority of people that are going to file, if they're going to try and do yourself, you're going to fail. If you have a VSO or somebody who's going to work it for you, who understands the system, that's the bottom line. They have to understand the system. Now, those of men and women that, and I, and, and I, and, and I say men and women, I, I, I've had an individual say, I, I just want to know as a soldier. Okay. That, let me phrase it this way. That military person that decided to do it on their own, the successful, kudos to them. But the high majority of people are going to screw it up because of one or two words. Fair enough? Right. Does that make sense? Right. And, yeah. and, like, and like Denise put down, when, when you file, you go on a pill to a higher pill, and which is true. But you just don't give up. Because they'll deny, I'm, I'm telling you, they deny 99.9% .9 of them on the first go. It's when you appeal it and then go to the higher, higher appeals. And, and it's amazing because a lot of people, after they get denied, just say, screw it, I'm done. Uh -huh. That's what they want. That's literally what they want. And until you get a squeaky wheel, then they're just going to keep denying it. That's what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, they, yes, the VA is essentially hoping that you give up because unfortunately, as much as the truth of the matter is, it boils down to money and accountability. And they don't want to put out either. They don't want to, they don't want to take the economy. They, when I say they, our government, because I'm not going to sit here and, and excuse the term piss pound every VA because I get really good VA here in Iowa. I feel very fortunate. I'm not going to complain. Uh, the glass is half full here. It's not half empty. Um, and when it does, unfortunately, most of the things in our life, one way or another, it's going to boil down to the almighty dollar, you know, because it costs money and they have to acknowledge what it is they're paying you for. They don't want to do that. Right. You know, right. And I mean, when you go to file and this is what a lot of people don't realize, uh, I, I know several people who have literally tried to file themselves. One paperwork's wrong. One, I mean, one little tiny thing's wrong. It's automatically de denied. That's, that's why you use a VSO officer, you know, DAV. I mean, there's so many people out there that you can use to help you file. <laughs> but just don't give up. If, if you need help, they can contact one, one of us. I guarantee you, because Denise is on here. I'll send them straight to Denise and say, hey, De De Denise, you know, what can this person do? And, and she'll have the answer for you. It's, it's definitely about connections. Who do you know? I mean, I think that's a fair, fair comment in all aspects of life, but especially when you're narrowing down to the very small, very, very low percentage of us in the military. It is, who do we know? Who has success? Who has pull? Who who knows how to make things happen? You know, and if they don't know, do they know somebody who can get the answer? So you got it. You got to keep pile driving forward. And and it, and it, I can tell you this: it's not a quick. It's not a quick quick resolve. No. It is not a quick resolve. No. Well, Brian, I, I have a question for you. Whenever you came home, were a lot of people. And you start developing your problems. Did a lot of people understand what you were going through? No. So that's because again, you don't mine started almost 10 years later before I really started to notice it. And again, you, you think it's anything else, right? It's, it's, Oh, I'm old. I'm, I'm I hit 30. You know, this is 30. Welcome to 30. Oh, well, I work a violent job. Oh, you know, I played hockey last night. It's probably that. So you come up with a million excuses, right? Cause I'm a superhero, right? I mean, I'm 30 years old, public safety, you know, military, you know, I'm fine. Like, look at me, I'm in good shape. And then things start to break down. So, but one thing that it's hard for people to understand something that you don't understand yourself. How do we explain to our spouses what we're going through when they're looking at us like, what do you mean that 30 years old, you get this going on? Like, it doesn't make sense. So if I don't understand it, how is my spouse supposed to get it? You know what I mean? How do you explain that, you know, 
the the eight-year-old kid that stepped on a landmine? How do you explain that to them? Right. And most right. people won't. We're not going to explain it because they're not going to get into details because they're not going to get it. So it's hard to explain something when you don't understand it. So you have to educate yourself on it first. And then there's ways to talk to spouses. There's people that can do it for you. There's groups, there's support groups. Um, and use those resources to explain it. It, it. There's no need for marriage to dissolve by, by suffering. There's ways around it. There's help. And uh, people should reach out. No, I like that statement. And one of the things is that I'm finding more and more, you know, talking to outside veterans, especially in my area and stuff is it's, how do you put it in a correct term? I should say it's, it's not that the spouses, it's not that they don't understand. They can't imagine what we went through and and what we're still going through out there and everybody suffers differently I, I do believe that but how do we reach more go for veterans even people that are on the outside who didn't who wasn't in theater but took the vaccines that are affected like Sarah and people like that how do we reach more of them and all of us get as one? Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, here again, we're, we're talking about the Gulf War, but I think it, the veterans as a whole, when we're deployed um, to a foreign land or it doesn't, and, and I, I don't really think it matters, although we are, we're all deployed overseas. Um, a veteran is a veteran is a veteran and there's, there's, it, there's a number of things that can be going on with a person's body that the spouse or the, and the veteran themselves don't understand. And when the spouse, you're trying to explain things and they didn't, I think one of the most difficult things is they weren't in the uniform and they empathize and they get frustrated because we don't know how to explain it to them. We're bad at explaining it. And unless you're a fellow veteran, you might talk to a fellow veteran who, who, is, who is, has the, the gift of gab. And that's not a bad one. For example, Sean Lowry or yourself, right? <laughs> there are some people that are naturally gifted at talking to other people. It just, it depends, you know? There's so many variables. Part of the healing process is we have to talk about it. And when I had my breakdown in 2015, I, I talked about it with anybody and everybody that would listen. And I just got more, I'm comfortable talking in front of people because I'm an educator as well. So I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at talking to crowds. I'm okay with that. It's when you tell your own story. And so one of the things with my job is uh, I would have a really bad call. And I would call my wife. And if it involved an infant or a child, I would, my wife had to check on the kids. And she had to make sure that each of them were breathing. And at first, she's like, what? And I'm like, just, just do it. And then I explained to her, like, for me to get through this, I need to know that my kids are good and breathing, and then I can go on. And I'd call her at 4 in the morning. She'd be like, oh, no. And I'm like, yep, just let me know. So here I am. But she would be looking up on the news at what I was seeing. I had a couple of high profile uh, national stories and she was looking them up. So she knew it. So here I am thinking of being cute, not telling her. Meanwhile, she's going on the news and finding out these stories and, and knows exactly what I'm, what I'm dealing with. Um, but it took a long time for me to tell her. Um, she finally was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Googling, of course, what you're doing. So uh, we, we have to give our spouses a little bit more credit. Um, Sickness and in health, good times and in bad, right? So uh, if they're truly there, they should at least try to understand. Now, would I give her gory details? Of course not. But I would just tell her the call I, that I did, I, I wouldn't give details. And maybe it's the same thing. They don't need to know everything. Single-handedly, you know, took out 100 people with a knife. But maybe you could just say, listen, I saw some dead bodies and, you know, it bothers me. You know, and there's, there's ways around that. And there's help out there and resources that maybe they can help you look for it. 
you know, you mentioned the person who doesn't want to relive it. Well, you're reliving it every day by not talking about it. It's stuck inside your brain. Mm. Until you learn about mind mapping and EMDR, which I'm not a fan of, but it's out there. Until you learn about the backpack theory and all these other theories out there, you're not going to get better. But there is sources out there. So, um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of resources out there. It, I mean, you could damn near Google anything for veterans resources and you'd be surprised what is out there. I just today just decided, you know what? I just wanted just for, you know, shits and giggles. I, I just wanted to start Googling. So I started Googling a whole bunch of stuff. And it is amazing how many groups are out there that have thousands of people in them and we're all going through the same stuff. And and they're all talking about it and they're asking questions, but you got a few turd heads that want to plop in there and say something stupid. And, you, you, you know, and some, I, what I call them trolls or keyboard warriors or whatever. But them are the ones... I think the keyboard warriors need more help than, than the veterans. It is. I guarantee, I guarantee you because they're trying to put up that front, right? They need somebody else to be weaker than them. Hey, look, you look at you. you you're, you're a wimp. You got these problems. Meanwhile, they're suffering. I take no joy in anybody's suffering. I don't care. Believe me, I, there are people who I'm not friends with, but they popped in my peer support group that I host, you know, two nights a week. Because they need help. So be it. I'm, the, I'm there to help anybody. And, you know, it actually feels good when you take the high road and you're the bigger person and offer resources. One thing out there that with this podcast that's important, you said there's a million resources that you Google today. We should be trying to connect those dots. And that's what we're doing in the first responder world. We're connecting dots. We're connecting resources. I don't need the credit for anything. I don't want the credit for anything. Um, but you know what? I know deep down, you know, when I get to the pearly gates, I can say, you know what? I helped a lot of people. You know, Amen. publicly, I don't talk about it, but we need to start connecting the dots, provide resources, uh, put stuff out there, and stop just posting stuff online and then just disappearing. Like, let people help, let people reach out. There are people that want to do it. Um, with my group, if I put out a Mayday patch right now, a post that so and so is in trouble and I'm going to help them, I'd get three or four people rolling out of bed to, to head down there. So, we did start doing that for each other rather than shitting on each other. Um, you know. Yeah, that's true. That 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 that's probably one of the best statements I've ever heard. It, I mean, you're 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 right. We we all need to stop shitting on one in, one another and let's start helping e each other. Let's get this figured out. Let's let's <clears throat> get the people who need the resources the help that they, they need. I, I agree. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I got, I did this is because I was so upset. I was frustrated. And I want to help people not go through this. And I mean, go, go ahead. John. No, I, well, I was just going to say, Brian, you, you had said that this kind of, I, I, I refers, I've referred to the way my symptoms took place as a slow burn. Um, after when I came back, cause I, I kind of felt things and immediately like yourself, Brian, but I didn't, I was like, oh, this is like what you you would say. This is what 30 feels like. Oh, I'm 40. All right, I'm 50. And you're working along and your day's going along, regardless of kind of what you're doing for a living. And you're like, why, why am I so tired? Or why when I eat something, I, I feel miserable. There's so much pain. Why can't I remember things? And you're working with people and you know something isn't quite right, but you haven't connected the dot because you haven't because you don't know because and a lot of a lot of us vets you don't understand and it isn't until a fellow vet comes around and we do what we're doing communicating to one another and saying hey you're not alone we've got the same sort of problems every one of us might have a lot of similarities it doesn't matter what branch you are in it doesn't matter. It doesn't, the, what's going on with it? It doesn't matter if you were a full bird colonel or a general, or if you were a private 17 years old, it don't care. It's in your body. 
you know, let's talk about it. But you have to be aware that something isn't quite right. And we're not looking, the vast majority of us, we're not looking for the handout from another individual. Are we looking for acknowledgement? Yes. W would it be nice if we could get things figured out? Absolutely. Take care of yourself. Ask for the help. Be, be the person who's willing to ask. Because a lot of people don't like to ask. It's like beneath them. There's nothing beneath you. Nobody's better. I'm no better than the next person. I just have, like I tell the students that I volunteer at school, I'm, or I tell my kids, do, am I smarter than you? I simply have more life experience. I've been around three more decades, four more decades than you. Does that mean I'm smarter than you? Take it how you want. You know? That's yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I I do sometimes I just sit back and go you know I just don't want the generations underneath us to go through what we're going through. Right. Yeah. I I I want us to leave. I, I want our generation to leave a legacy that we care about what's going to happen to them. And and I think to me that's important to me. I don't know why. I have it, it just I, I I care. And caring is is how you got into this and how you get it started, right? Because we don't want that next generation to to do the pitfalls that we do. Uh, when we have our roll call, I tell these young kids all the time, don't be me. Don't be me in a parking lot on my hands and knees, bawling my eyes. I'll call my fire chief saying I quit because I had a breakdown. Don't be me. You know, these young kids, they're coming back. They, Like I said, Marines, kill, kill, kill. Oh, you discharged. So yesterday, a Marine recon sniper, and today I'm sitting in a parking lot. Like, now what? You know what I mean? There's there's better ways. And, and we're, we're doing it wrong, and we're doing a disservice to people who certainly don't deserve it. And, and I, I'm going to say what Don just said, because I like this. You got to be your own advocate. No one knows your body and mind better than you. Hell yeah, that's, that is a very true statement. Nobody knows, I, I can't walk a mile in y'all's shoes. I can't, I mean, especially since I was Navy, because I ain't no damn way I was going to join the Army to get shot at. <laughs> I'm just letting everybody know right now, no damn way. I, that's why I joined the Navy, because I did not want to get my little ass shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> But at the same time, I've seen Navy ships in the ocean getting tossed around like, you know, a water bottle in the ocean. Like, Yeah, but that's nothing. <laughs> that, that, I, hey, I'll tell you what. I, I never got seasick unless, well, one time I was drunk, doesn't count, but I never got seasick. I'd rather be tossed around than what y'all had to go through. And to me, y'all went through worse than, than, than what I did. That's how I feel. But can I stop you right there, and I mean no disrespect. I, I, I have a ton of respect for what you're doing. I've learned to stop saying that. It doesn't matter if I was a Navy SEAL, you know, pararescue. You know, I'm a, I'm a city firefighter. I, I see a lot of stuff, but I'm no different than a small town USA firefighter. I just see more of it. Oh, you know what point. I mean? So, like, again, <laughs> back to that in the rear with the gear. You know what? Your job was equally as important. And I, you I, did I a job, and you are still have earned and deserve the respect that you know you signed the papers, you you answered the call, you were there. So none of us are any better. I don't care if you're a Navy SEAL or or, or what you are. We all did a job. I, I like that. Uh, great statement. So, great statement. So. Now we're gonna. Uh, how can we prove? How can we not prove? Improve. When these guys go into to, to the VA, in which I'm going Monday, and we had a topic the, the other day, Brian. I, I don't know if you got to listen to it or not, but somebody was talking about bring your paperwork with you. Talk to the doctors, each and every one of them, about what you did during the Gulf War and what you went through. And, and you know, I'm going to actually test that this coming up Monday when I got my appointment because 
I think that theory may actually be better to go in and sit down and say, Doc, let me tell you what I went through. Let me tell you what I started experiencing and what I'm dealing with now. Do y'all think that's a good way of handling that? Yeah, I would say, I, I would say yes. Um, I know you, you, you said, or when I, when I, when I was talking to Dawn, um, now I, I think her, her opinion was, uh, perhaps let them figure it out. And I, I don't, I, I, I mean, I have mixed feelings about that. Um, I guess teach their own, but like I made the comment before the doctors don't know, they don't know. You got to help them out. Like Brian said, you got, you know, the freaking tires going flat periodically. Well, why? Well, I keep putting air in it. Okay. Is that going to fix the problem or is that just going to put a bandaid on? Are you going to tell me the whole story here? You know what I mean? Did you hit a curb? Is a, is a, is a rim bent? You know, blah, 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 blah. You know? So, I mean, it's all about information. Like what we're doing here. It's information. You need information power, right? Yeah. Information is power. Life, ex life experience dependent. I mean, everybody's got life experience. I mean, I mean, you know, how do you know, how do you know when to stop feeding the baby when you're stop when you're feeding them food? Cause they go, Bleh! they're telling you, Hey mom, dad, stop. I got enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I think this is, I, I, I think, with all the veterans that are coming around, especially in the Gulf War, none of us want to end up how the Vietnam guys were. Uh, you, you know, they, they just don't want to be treated like that with the VA. And I, I don't know if any of y'all remember back in, 80, in the 80s and uh, late 80s, early 90s, how the old VAs used to be. That damn near scared the crap out of you. Because if somebody would have told me the, back then, oh, the VA's your health care? Uh-uh. No freaking way. I mean, the VA has improved. We just got to get it improved a whole lot more. And we yeah, have to do that by advocating and letting people know that we're not going to stand for shitty care, that we want to be treated like a human being, that we're not just practice dummies. Again, advocating for ourselves. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I totally agree 100%. Now, Tell y'all a little backstory while I was in the Navy. <clears throat> we had a doctor on our ship. And if y'all have ever dealt with a Navy doctor to an Army doctor, I'm sure that, you know, the Army doctors like really went through some serious surgeon stuff. Like our aircraft carriers had surgery. So I was having a kidney stone. They said, hey, you know what? We're going <laughs> to fly you over to Independence. And no time did they ever give me pain medicine. I swear I thought I was having a baby. So when they flew me over there, they laid me down. The first thing I noticed, I don't know if the Army dealt with this or even the Marines or anybody. But when I looked over, I never noticed any IV bags or pain medicine. All I saw was knives, scissors, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, these people are about to cut my little ass open and no pain medicine. I mean, did y'all ever feel that way, though, when, when y'all were in? I mean, I've, I've always wanted to ask that question. Uh, I don't know what to say. It wouldn't shock me. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't. Nothing would shock me anymore. We, I had this discussion with a fellow vet and and brian i'm sure when you went to the doctor what what did they give you guaranteed when you go to the doctor guaranteed prescription is almost automatic what are they going to give you brian what what's one medicine anything. say again i never got meds from them ibuprofen no, nothing nothing ibuprofen. at all no because they no i wouldn't oh. take meds. okay so 800 milligrams of Motrin, guaranteed, Motrin. guaranteed. Now, fellow vet said, well, we were Air Force. We got to have There's a reason I told my son to go Air Force. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, no kidding, man. Hey, I'll tell you right now, when they pull my wisdom teeth, I kid you not, they gave me one shot and pull all four. Oh, hell no. They didn't give no. me no medicine. They said, you can go back to your command and start working. I'm thinking to myself, I just had my four wisdom teeth pulled. No payment. My mouth was not numb. I cried the whole time. And I'm thinking to myself, next time they call me to go to the dentist, my ass ain't showing up. And it didn't, man. They were like, Simon, you need to go see the dentist. Nah, That's my teeth like, good. I, I, when I was in, when I was in Germany, I had, I had tooth pain of some sort. And I don't know if I remember if I needed a, a tooth pulled or whatever. I, so the, the, I had a captain, this no shit. I had a captain. I said, sir, I need more, I, I need more Novocaine or something. Cause he, I think this, this individual is used to working on children. I said, I'm not a small person. This individual had their knee on my, on my chest say, no, we got, I gave you plenty of them. I'm like, <laughs> that was, I thought, I thought I'm going to go to jail because I'm going to hit this son bitch. <laughs> so I didn't. A little, <laughs> a little funny story, true story. I got my, uh, I got my vasectomy at the VA and uh, one side was good to go. The other side, the pain meds wore off and I'm like, just, just do it. Just end the pain. Just get it done and over with. So I felt the whole second half of that procedure. Um, oh no! That's a true story. <laughs> no. Fifty, and uh, they did not give me enough pain meds. I started to no. feel it. The first one was ending. The second one, I felt the whole thing. No. <laughs> that's a true story. Oh, I, t- I tell them to gas my little ass up. <laughs> no, I just because there was a whole start stop. Re- I'm like, just just finish, just get it over. Ah. One. Ah. So yeah. Sure. Was, and, and, uh, I mean. And this has been a great conversation. I, I think a lot of us needed to talk about this this evening uh, of, of what, what we're going through. And I mean, uh, like I tell everybody, I, 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 Brian, definitely I want to stay in touch. Sure. And, and I definitely enjoy everybody. But before we go, I, I, I do want to let a few things be, be known. So we're, we're scooting the idea around of changing the Gulf War side effects name. And we come up with some ideas um, that I w- we'll post because I can't remember. I know one of them is, is Gulf War Veterans, uh, uh, Gulf War Veterans Connecting to try to reach a broader group, a bigger group instead of the, the small reach out to everybody. I kind of would like everybody to kind of give me their input on what, if we should keep the name, go for side effects, or if y'all think changing it would be okay, just think about it. Don't let it be said. But I want to talk a little bit about next week. And Brian, I think you'll like next week's program because we will have a VA counselor on hand along with our group session. And that's with Sarah, Wade, me, and John with the counselor. And that people are going to be able to write in and ask questions. And this will be the first time we ever did it with a counselor. But I am trying to get an app to where people can call in and start asking questions. Uh, on top of when, when we're talking. When somebody wants to ask a question, I say, hey, y'all go ahead and call in. I think that would be important also. Because I, I think people need to be able to call into the program and ask questions. And, and and us talk. So I am working on that. So a few things are going to change up. And at each week, we're going to, a little teaser on what we're going to do the next following week. But I want everybody to seriously think, should we change the name of Gulf War Side of X to, to a Gulf War Veteran, uh, you, you know, outreach, uh, you know, or anything? So we're going to put it up there. We're going to do a poll. And I want everybody to go in and take that poll. So, uh, you know, go ahead. To that that point, Kevin, the the contemplation about uh, the plausibility of of changing the name is because we want to help all veterans. This Kevin started this uh, phenomenal podcast um, because of things that he suffered from. And, yes, we are Gulf War veterans. 
but we we want we are we want to help anybody in any branch of the military if they have problems because this isn't just about um, necessarily our problems any kind of problems if we can help navigate so we're that's what that, that's why we're contemplating about changing it because we don't want to say if you're not if you weren't from the Gulf War then it doesn't apply no it does apply that's why we're contemplating the idea of changing the name so. Right. Just wanted to add to it. Right, right. And uh, I mean, and there's people who weren't in theater that are suffering from Gulf War illness. Because, I mean, if they got a tainted vaccine uh, uh, of the anthrax or they took the P-tabs before they went over and started exhibiting problems, uh, I, I don't want this show just to be about in theater. I want it to be on the outside theater of Gulf War veterans. I mean... When I say go for veterans, I don't mean just the people inside. I mean anybody during the time when we of all the go for. And so that's why we're contemplating it. I sure would love for everybody to kind of, you know, let's pitch in and think together on how we can work this and build it to get more veterans involved with help and get them some help. Because even even those who've served in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places, the stuff is in the soil there. Just because they didn't serve in Desert Shield or Desert Storm, but they have served in Iraq or Afghanistan, the exposures could be there. They could have been given things, right? I mean, so anyways, I wanted to put that in there. Right, right. But Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Y'all, please go to my website at goforsideeffects.wordpress.com or email me at kevinsimon at goforsideeffects.com and please help support this podcast